Hi, my name is Randy, and I'll be giving the midweek message for September 7, 2022. Today, my topic is about friend and unfriending someone. But before we begin, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we believe and trust in your word. We want to grow in you more and more each day and to understand your promises for us. We commit our time together to you and ask that you reveal yourself through your word and restore us as we dive into it. We want a deeper faith. We want to meet with you and know you better. So today we say yes to what you want us to show, what you want to show us as we read your word. In your precious name we pray. Amen. So as previously mentioned, my topic for today is friend and unfriend. In social media, this became the rage with the ability to friend and unfriend someone. Truthfully, how many of you have done one of these four things? I'll give them all to you, and then you be truthful about how you answer it. So how many of you have ever unfriended someone? How many of you have ever unfollowed someone? And how many of you have unsubscribed to someone? And lastly, or in a music app, have you ever put a thumbs down on an artist? Now truthfully, how many of you have done one of the four mentioned? Come on, admit it. You know who you are. No, actually, you're the heroes of this message because I want to talk to you about friends and unfriends. Because you see, sometimes we friend those we should unfriend and we unfriend those we should friend in life. To give you an example, my first scripture is going to come out of the book of Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, and it says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools suffer harm. Did you catch that consequence? He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools suffer harm. Here's the principle. Whatever the characteristics are of those that you hang around with, either good or bad, will eventually seep into you. Again, the characteristics of those that you hang around with, either good or bad, will eventually seep into you. See, if you're spending time with those who are inspiring or encouraging, if you're spending time with those who challenge themselves to be better, to deepen their own faith with God, they're men and women of integrity, honesty, and they think well. Eventually, those same characteristics you'll find will seep into you, and you'll want to do the same. However, if you hang around with those who grumble or find fault with people all the time, or who gossips, whose lives are kind of mediocre, or who flip-flop from one to another, those who hold grudges, they're offended easily, and they have a terrible time forgiving people, then you, through absorption, will start to take on those qualities. If you hang around those who can promise, eventually you'll find yourself starting to compromise. If you hang around people who degrade their spouses, or deprioritize your family, then you're not, then they're not for you. Because I sincerely believe that God has some people that He's going to assign to you to be friends in your life that will help you, inspire you, encourage you at times, challenge you, and it's there that God has created a divine appointment. But often we unfriend those because they challenge us, they hold us accountable. While well, a friend those we should friend, and we friend those we should unfriend. I want to challenge you. To get that right today so that you'll begin to recognize those whom God has appointed for you so that you will reach your full purpose and never live beneath your potential. God has actually appointed people to help you such as the next case in point. In Mark chapter 2, Jesus is teaching in a house and it's just packed with people. Four friends find their paralytic buddy and try to get him to see Jesus. But because the house is so packed, it's standing room only. 
Fortunately, these four friends think outside the box. They bring this guy up on the roof, plow hole in the roof, and lower this guy right in front of Jesus. Here's what the Bible says. It says, And Jesus, looking up and seeing their faith, said, You're going to be all right. Did you catch that? He didn't look at the paralytic's faith. He didn't look at the person there in front of him and said, You know, because you got a lot of faith, you're going to be good. No, it says, Looking up and seeing their faith. Jesus looked up and seeing their faith, he looked back down and said, You're going to be all right. Your sins are going to be taken care of and you're going to come to the point of healing. You're going to have a good future and everything that God's designed for you, you're not going to compromise. You know why? You recognize good friends. You selected well. You see, I believe God has appointed certain people to be a part of your life. When things are going wrong, they come to you to your aid. I encourage you to find at least four people where you can write down their names and their qualities that you're looking for in a friend. Then go after them. Develop a relationship with them. If you attend a Bible study or have a prayer group, that's a great starting point. Brothers and sisters, I would say to you, you need to have four friends that when you're drifting off and you can't make it to Jesus on your own, they will get you there because there's going to be times in your life that you're discouraged, you're depressed, or you're despaired. And you can't get to Jesus on your own power. And you're going to need some friends that will carry you there if need be. Listen, these four friends need to love you so much that if you're in your deepest and darkest moment, these four friends are willing to carry you up to a roof, rooftop and lower you to a place of complete healing. That's when you realize that you're going to be all right. Trust me, you'll be thanking God for friends like that. And that's the kind of people that the Lord says you need to be able to recognize. Because if you don't, you're going to unfriend those you should friend and you're going to friend those you should unfriend. I mean, Jesus is an example of this. Take a look at the 12 disciples. It doesn't say that Jesus ended up with 12. No, he chose 12 disciples. One of the most important selections of your life will be the selection of those you call friends, those you choose to hang out with. Choose four people that will help you, people that will speak words of counsel into your life, challenge you to be better, inspire you to rise higher, motivate you to be a better person, someone who will motivate you to love your family more, Love your spouse more by the example. Love your neighbor, but most importantly, choose people who will motivate, encourage, and challenge you to draw closer to God. You see, I honestly believe that God has prepared certain people to cross your path that you'll add that'll add to your life. Let me give you another example. Solomon. In first Kings, Solomon was a new king at this at this time. Now you're gonna see how there's appointed offices offices in his life, and he's gonna name a few, but the list is actually twice as long as what we'll read, but what we'll read is actually enough to get to the point. So in 1 Kings 4, it says, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was commander-in-chief. Azariah, the son of Nathan, was over the deputies. And Zabad, a priest, was the king's friend. And Ahishar was over the household. And Adoniram was over the men subject to forced labor. Now I could see if I was Zabad, I would say, wait a minute, wait a minute, Solomon, hold on. You know, we you have all these offices and all these people, they have nice big corridors and Ben I his label will say Commander in Chief. Whoa, hey, that's pretty cool. And then Azariah, he is like the deputy director. Wow. And then Ahishar, who's over the household, his will be like Homeland Security. 
And then over here you have Adoniram, who's over the subject of forced labor. So his would be Department of Labor. And so all of these have really important labels. And mine says, friend, that is so lame. Could I have something bigger? Uh, no, yours says friend. But the other sounds so powerful. Couldn't I be a butcher, baker, or a candlestick maker? Anything. No, says Solomon. Yours is friend. Solomon, come on. Zabbat, the plate on your door is going to say friend. But, 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 no, of all the positions that you've mentioned, yours is above all the most powerful and the most important. Never forget that. You see, Zabbat, a priest, was the king's friend. You see, I wonder if we don't recognize them. Or maybe if God's called us to be one, we don't think it's important enough. But God's going to appoint for you, or maybe appointed you to be one, but God's going to appoint friends, ordained to help, but sometimes we're hanging out with the wrong crowd that we can't get let go of. But if you're unwilling to walk away from certain ones, you'll never walk into God's ordained ones. If you're unwilling to separate yourself from the wrong ones, you never find the ones who are right that God is connecting you to. You see, you have to be willing to make that change. Sometimes it's unfortunate, but you have to possibly be willing to offend someone. But let me tell you this. There's nothing worse than living beneath your potential the rest of your life and never coming into the full promises of God that He promised you and designed for you from the beginning of time, but, you never have to, but you've never claimed it. Here's another thought. Sometimes you just outgrow relationships. You just outgrow some friends. I mean, the same God that opens doors is the same God that may close doors, and you have to recognize both. And as willing as you were to walk through them, you have to also say, I won't walk through them, because God is the same God that opens doors, and sometimes He closes them. Sometimes we're just going to outgrow some things, and that's all right. But please remember, the people you hang around with will greatly affect what your future holds. Just like in our earlier story, when four friends lowered their paralyzed friend through the roof, what did Jesus say? He said, you're going to be all right, son. You chose well. And seeing their faith, he said, my son, you'll be okay. You're going to have a great future. Now let me talk to you about another example. Daniel. Daniel in chapter 5, verse 11, it says, Daniel had a spirit of excellence. Do you know why Daniel had an excellent spirit? Daniel had an excellent spirit because I bet he hung around with excellent friends. Do you know who his friends were? His friends were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In fact, all four of them were taken in exile out of Jerusalem into the Babylonian captivity. Daniel's name would be changed to Belshazzar, but his Hebrew name was Daniel. The Hebrew names of his friends, Azariah, Hananiah, Mishael, they, shamed, they <clears throat> changed their names to Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These were the three men that King Nebuchadnezzar said, When you see this golden idol, you are to bow down to my idol. And you know what these three men said? We will not sit against our God. We will stand fast. They were men of integrity, men of great faith. The king said, If you don't bow down to this idol, we're going to throw you into the furnace of blazing fire. What do you think about that? O oh, king, we don't need to answer you. But if you throw us in that furnace of fire, our God, who we serve, will rescue us. But even if he doesn't, we will not serve your God. We will serve the king of kings. Nevertheless, they were thrown into the furnace of fire, and God, by grace, by a miracle, rescued them. 
Nebuchadnezzar's life was changed by these three men. Do you see who Daniel hung out with? Why do you think he was excellent? Because he hung out with the ones God had appointed for him to hang out with. Don't let your friends just be by default. Choose them. And if you, like Daniel, hang out with excellent people, excellent will seep into you. Daniel hung out with the right people. He hung out with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let me ask you, what if you hung out with friends who are like Cheech and Chong? What if you hung out with Dumb and Dumber? Let me tell you, it won't be long before you figure it out. Anyway, you get my point. Okay, so moving on. My next scripture is 1 Corinthians 15.33 out of the New American Standard Bible. And it says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Bad company does what? It corrupts. If bad company corrupts good morals, then good company can clear up bad morals. If good company can straighten out bad morals, good company can give you a higher standard of living. Good company can help you with living by better principles by what your life will be navigated. In good company, God is saying, select well. Now some of you are saying, okay, okay, I'm getting it. But where are we to find the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's? They're not easy to be found. Where do you start? I'll tell you where to start. The first place to look in is in the mirror. Because you see, like attract like. So if you want to attract men of integrity, what must you be? Start with yourself. You want people that are friends, that have good attitudes when the chips are down. Then I need to develop in myself that same heart that when the chips are down, I start to develop a good attitude about it. I start to see the positive. I start to see the rays of hope rather than the long shadows of hopelessness. If I want to have friends around me that are of integrity, then I need to begin to build that. If I want to have people around me that are encouraging and loves their family, then I need to do that. You know why? Because when you develop that heart, it attracts people that have the same desire in their life. And when those people get together, you're graded together. You attract those people. Let me wrap it up into this final scripture. And in 2 Chronicles 16.9 out of the New King James Version. 2 Chronicles 16.9 is an interesting verse. It says this, For the eyes of the Lord to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Or in other words, are completely his. Here's what it says. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. God is looking over the globe for those whose hearts, for those whose hearts are just like his. He's looking for you. And he did. He found one. Oh, right here. Oh, his name is David. David, yeah. David was the man after God's own heart. You see, when you start to develop a heart after God, you don't have to look much for God. You know why? Because he's looking for you. The eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he might strongly support, build up, encourage, make successful those whose hearts are completely his. You don't have to look hard for God. You don't have to look for far for him. He's looking for you. Not only is God looking for you, but people who want that same heart are starting to look for you. And when you surround yourself with these people, God and seeing their faith will say, you're going to be all right. Because that's my principle throughout scripture. Select well, because God is appointed, God has appointed for you certain people to add to your life. Life is like a breath. 
It's here today and gone tomorrow. If you invest your life and be purposeful and wise with those you hang out with, with, you will do this. I promise you that you will never live beneath your potential. You will rise higher. You have a brighter future. And you yourself will become all you've ever hoped to be and all that God has planned for you to be. If you agree with that, and say amen. Let us pray. Dear Father, when I think about the perfect friend for me and all people, the only person who can truly fill that role is Jesus. I rejoice that Jesus, the friend who sticks closer than a brother, far exceeds any description of a friend. All praise goes to God Almighty with all your power and love to minister as a friend of all friends. I praise your holy name that you never leave nor forsake those who trust in you and that nothing can separate us from your love. You are completely faithful to your word in John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Through your dying on the cross for us, you protect us, provide for us, forgive us, teach us, encourage us, give us your strength, and take our burdens upon yourself, and so much more. I pray that I and all the followers of the friend of who sticks closer than a brother will crave an intimate love relationship with you and will abide in the fullness of your friendship. In your precious name I pray, amen. Well, that's my midweek message for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, Allah, and God bless.